you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Handoff, Brett Jackson finds a hole right side, 35, and he is hit hard and brought down at the 37-yard line. And Fred is going to be shaken up on that play. Shotgun snap, handoff, Spiller finds a little crease upside. In the open field at the 30, 25, 20, Spiller headed to the end zone, touchdown! CJ Spiller. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live, featuring the experts of NFL.com. Touchdown, Vikings! Couple of TDs today for Adrian Peterson. I'd say that ACL's okay. He's going all the way. 89 yards, Pierre Garçon. Catch and run for a touchdown. What a play. This is what we haven't had in a decade. We got big play potential. Here are your hosts, Elliot Harrison, Michael Fabiano, and Jason Smith. Greetings and welcome to NFL Fantasy Live. Our theme song, Michael Fabiano. Where the down boys go? You're not going to sing, are you? No. Okay, very good. Because no. that wasn't re- that wasn't really in tune. You just kind of like you were Dude, singing it. I'm not Jenny Lane. Okay. Or well. I guess it's Robert Mason now. Yeah, it has been Janie Lane in Warrant for well, obviously Poor Janie. he died, but he yeah. hadn't hadn't been in Warrant for a long time. Disappointing. <laughs> disappointing that he hasn't been in Warrant. Or disappointing that he died. Both. Okay. <laughs> Both. <laughs> now he's definitely not going to get back to Warrant. No. Well. <laughs> wow. Lightning is going to strike you somehow through well, this no, studio it's true. for that. Stop it. Plenty of big stuff to get to today. All the big fantasy news. Jay Cutler is mouthing off. It looks like we could have big news involving Chris Johnson. We'll talk about the fallout from the Monday night games. Warren Sapp going to stop by in a half hour. Talk fantasy. And the Sapper is the defending champion. Two-time champion. Two-time champion of our NFL. Uh, did he win this week? Our NFL Experts League? Did he win? I'm not sure if he won this week or not. Okay, because I won by 30. He's not in There's our league. We split things there. up. Now right. Warren is in the total access versus game day morning league. Now we have so many shows on NFL Network that we had to split things up. So we're playing the NFL AM guys, which you and I both won our matchups yeah. in week one. And so Sap is playing against those guys. I have to find that out. All right. So Sap will stop by because the guy knows fantasy. And Fabian and I will talk about, well, we thought we had, you know, look, at least I did. I thought I knew everything. 
about Chris Johnson. You think you know everything about everything. Well, you're right. I I do think I know that. But and, And most things I do, except for Chris Johnson, apparently. Not only did he come off a four-yard performance on Sunday, which is only five yards better than D'Angelo Williams, now we're hearing reports that the Titans are having to say no, there are no plans on us to reduce Chris Johnson's role. Tennessee head coach Mike Munchak said on Tuesday, I think we'll roll with who we have. C.J. caught six balls. He did a good job there. He's still a big weapon. Now, he did have a nice game catching passes out of the backfield, which didn't make his day horrible, Mm -hmm. but still. 11 carries for four yards, Fabs. I know the Patriots' defense is better than they were last year. They got some new playmakers in. They drafted some new guys. I hear a butt coming. But 11 (laughs) carries for four yards. They didn't give them the ball enough to break it. I understand Mm -hmm. that, but 11 for four yards at home in your debut when you're saying, I got to shut everybody up. I know. I mean, how long till he becomes somebody where he's a matchup guy? It's not. We we waited a long time last last season. He was a matchup guy. We we waited like five or six weeks. Now he's not going to have that rope this time. You know, I I couldn't have been more disappointed owning CJ in a couple of leagues. And it's one week though. Let's not panic just yet. I, I think people are panicking a little prematurely because of what he did last year or what he didn't do last season. So, Sit back and wait. Tennessee's playing the Chargers uh, this weekend, and they gave up a lot of receptions to Darren McFadden. And so hopefully CJ2K can sort of get his act together because if we get a couple more of these stinkers, Jason, you're exactly right. People are going to be wondering, do I start this guy? I took him in the first or second round, and he's a matchup player now? We'll see what happens. He could go down, if this continues, as the greatest example of a player got paid and his stats went down the toilet soon thereafter. Yeah, this is this is so disappointing because I took him in the first round in a draft. He he went in the first round in just about everybody's drafts because everybody bought into Chris Johnson. Yeah, but he was going to be back. Look, I like they solved their problems on their offensive line. They you know they brought Hutchinson in. They looked like they were sealing blocks better in the preseason, mm-hmm. and it looked like okay, he's back to being who he is. He can hit the outside and go. But but you see that week one, and I think is he ever? I, I think is he ever going to be the same? Uh, you know, you want, what is, is I he think still is going to happen with CJ is that we're going to see more good games from him than we did last season, but there's going to be inconsistency. If you remember in the second half of last year, he actually was not bad at all uh, from a overall yardage standpoint. He, he rushed for a lot of yards. He just didn't score a lot of touchdowns. But most of those yards were in you know two or three games. He had those, some big games. We need to see some production out of CJ 2K or his fantasy value is going to plummet. And I mean plummet. Uh, down back to earth. Yeah, right now, you're still starting him, but you have much less time to say, okay, I can keep throwing him out there. Right, exactly. You're still at the point now after week one, your stars are still your stars. You're worried about guys like Wes Welker. I get that, but you're still playing Wes Welker. You're going to give him a couple of games, but Mm -hmm. CJ2K doesn't have that. If you own him like we do, you have to start in the back of your mind saying, okay, after this week, if he lays another egg, I have to look in another direction. And the problem, too, is that right now, there is nothing on the waiver wire. No. Nothing. I mean, no. maybe Alfred Morris is available on your fantasy roster, or I'm sorry, on your fantasy league. Jonathan Dwyer, but these guys aren't long-term solutions no. to your fantasy issue if you have CJ2K. So right now it's sort of stardom and suck it up and hope for the best. Yeah, you take a look and, and, and just look at the waiver wire real quick. We'll get deeper into this as, as the show goes on, of course. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano from NFL Fantasy Live here at NFL Network and NFL.com is... Normally after week one, we see a lot of guys come out of nowhere. Sure. And we wonder, is this guy worth it? And, and you and I, our job is to say, okay, is this guy 
is this a sign of things to come, or is he a one-week wonder? Mm-hmm. Was he a Kevin Ogletree? Is, is, can Kevin Ogletree catch 100 yards of passes on the Cowboys' offense? And there's six or seven guys like that. This week, how many guys are you really going to pick up that I mean, you could say, I could pick up and start week two? I don't think there's anybody. I think Morris, because of Barring the injury, of running course, back. Unless you have somebody who's injured. Because, they, I mean, they're playing the Lambs. I'm sorry, the Rams. <laughs> did I say the Lambs? You did say the Lambs. They're playing the okay. Rams this week, and they just can't stop the run. So I like that matchup. Boy, I love RG3. I told you about RG3. He's going to be a beast. He and was great. That might be the only player, unless you're in a small league and Kevin Smith is somehow still available. But, yeah. I mean, he's playing the, the, the 49ers this week. Yeah, so yeah, that's so not going to help you. No, you're not going to. I've got him there. Kevin Smith in a couple of leagues, and I'm benching him. Yeah, you look at Cedric Benson, 18 yards rushing on Sunday. The the only saving grace for Smith is that he gets receptions out of the backfield, so maybe he sneaks in a few yards there. But playing against the Niners as a running back is a scary proposition. Now the, the two guys, maybe depending on injuries. If if they're available, Alfred Morris, Stephen Hill, possibly because he looks oh, you're like such a Jets homer. because he looks like he's got that rapport with Sanchez. He's, he's holding on to the ball the and he's a burner. He's playing the Steelers, and Sanchez has pretty good games against the Steelers. Look back, Sanchez plays against the Steelers pretty well. They they don't tend to shut him down. The other guy I like, and I'll tell you what, and this is if I if I cut your finger, green would come out. I think so. If I cut you, cowboy blue and pinstripe Yankee. No, would I'm come not as out. bad as you. Yes, you. Are. I'm not as bad as who you. wears suits when the Yankees win playoff games, so you look like you play for the Yankees. Well, it was just because I was happy about the playoff. Win. Oh, that's what. Oh, okay, okay. That's all. Okay, so that's okay. But, but I'm not insane but, but like but you but are. But I'm the insane guy. Yes, you know, on Sunday, okay. Jason Smith, after the Jets had scored forty something points, was trying to be funny. Picks up the phone and says, "Hey, New Orleans. Yeah, I, I'm a Jets fan. I need Super Bowl tickets. <laughs> You're on." You know what? Now, wait a minute. You Thinking just, the Jets you just the lied Bowl. to everybody. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I did not. I did it when it was 14 nothing. Okay. Not 40. Which makes you look I even worse. I didn't wait 14 nothing because I knew. <laughs> Go Steelers this if week. If you're going to tell the story, tell it right now. All but right. Stephen Hill, obviously, because he has that. He's look, somebody to pick he's up. He's someone to pick up. Are but, you gonna, but, right. Are you starting him this week? I mean, I don't think so. You know who's really intriguing to me? And after seeing the attention he got on Sunday, and he's still available, I think, in 50% of leagues or so, is Dexter McCluster. He got a lot yeah, of attention from Matt Castle. If you're looking for somebody who could be a, uh, a Victor Cruz, Darren Sproles, because we always look for guys like that. Who's that guy? He comes out of the slot. He got a lot of targets from – he got nine, tar- nine or ten targets from Matt Castle, the most target receiver by – uh, half or, or double by what everybody else had. He had a nice game, 82 yards, and he's someone they're going to get the ball in his hands because he's a playmaker. He's a guy that I could take and say, all right, if I have an injury problem, if I have a Fred Jackson, if if you know, if I played Willis McGahee or I did whatever and I, I want to make a change, he's someone I could say, okay, maybe I can pick him up, put him in my flex this week just because of that breakout potential because this could be the year for him. It seems like it could line up for him, and it seems like they want to use him. You know, I just I don't trust Dexter McCluster because he's so inconsistent. He'll give you a good game like he gave you last week, leads the Chiefs in receptions and receiving yards, and this week he could fall completely on his face and do nothing. He's like that James Jones type of player where, oh, good game, yeah, well, let me pick him up off the waiver wire, and um, yeah, two catches later, you're putting him back on the waiver wire. And they have a lot of options in Kansas City. you got... Dwayne Bowe, you got John Baldwin, you've got Kevin Boss, clearly now who Kev Castle has a little bit of a rapport going on with, you've got Tony Moyaki, you've got two running backs coming out of the backfield who can catch the ball, so I think McCluster's worth a roster spot if you're in a deeper league, but 
I'm just not in love with them at this point. 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-963-2682. We'll answer your fantasy questions throughout the show. Also want to get into us via Twitter at SiriusXMFantasy. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano from the NFL Network and NFL.com. Jay Cutler. Pretty nice to see Jay Cutler back to being Jay Cutler now. You Confident. Know, he's... He's got a good life. Had I mean, big, yeah, he does. He's, he's got his his buddy Brandon Marshall back in the Windy City. Mm-hmm. He's married to Christine Cavallari, and yep. they just had uh, a, a child. Mm-hmm. He's live he's living the good life. My he, and, he, and he had a big week one. He was someone he we makes a little bit a, of money. Yeah, know? a little bit. He not does okay. Bad. He yeah. does all right. Yeah, not you know, uh, he's not going to starve. Right. I, I'm, I'm, I feel happy for that. But coming off of week one, had a big week one, mm-hmm. 300 yards, and, and, and obviously Brandon Marshall had a huge week. Alshon Jeffrey had a long touchdown. We thought of Cutler as a periphery number one quarterback coming into the season. We thought with the addition of Marshall, he could be that at certain weeks we could rank him anywhere between 9, 10, 11, 12 for the week because he could be, he could be that guy. But here he is after this big week now, week one, and he tells the Packers cornerbacks for Thursday night, good luck. Wow. So, a little bit of smack talk, but a little bit of confidence in his guys, but mm-hmm. has Jay Cutler in in a in, you know, when we've seen a good week from him right here against a Packers team that let up a lot of points to Alex Smith and yeah. company? Is I, he a must start this I, week? Must start, I don't know about that because it depends on who your number one quarterback is, but I think he's a good option in in a 12 team league as sort of a mid-tier, low-tier starting quarterback just based on the fact that he's got that great rapport with Marshall. Alshon Jeffrey showed some flashes. They've got the running game going with Matt Forte and Michael Bush, and it's a good matchup. As good as the Packers are on paper, I mean, last season they, what, 15-1, and one, their defense stinks, and their defense did not look good against the San Francisco 49ers, who clearly don't have the weapons the Bears have in Jay Cutler and Matt Forte and uh, Brandon Marshall, and they still put up some points on that Packers defense. So Thursday night football and Jason and I will be doing the Thursday night football live on NFL.com that you can check out starting right around kickoff. And we're going to be talking, I think a lot about Cutler and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Greg Jennings has got a groin. Don't know if he's going to play Randall Cobb's a guy that if he's available in your league, which he likely is, you should be trying to pick up now. They utilized him a lot. He had a ton of catches in week one. I believe he had nine for 77. Also had 19 snaps out of the backfield, which for a wide receiver was sort of shocking to see. And again, if Jennings is out with his groin injury, give me the cheers, gro- gro- groin injury. <laughs> good, 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 well, then good, you know what? Good. Randall Cobb could be a pretty decent sleeper on Thursday night. I think he's likely... The one or two in terms of waiver wire pickups this week. Yeah, it's hard though because Aaron Rodgers spreads the ball around so much. Sure, yeah. it's it's hard to say. Okay, this because even Randall Cobb said, "Hey, I was surprised I was involved in the in the passing game as mm-hmm. much." He didn't expect that. It really depends. And Aaron Rodgers is such a good quarterback that he's someone that okay, I'm going to find the mismatch here today. Some days it's Jordy Nelson is is too much for the team's opposing number two DB who's there. Some weeks it's Greg Jennings. Some weeks James Jones gets a couple of nice you know, passes. This week it was Randall Cobb. Mm-hmm. It's it's really it's almost like trying to pick a Redskins running back. Which Packers wide receiver is going to have you the bigger day? You see a lot because, of that around the you know, league. It's hard. Days. It makes it tough. It, yeah, I mean, the Saints is the obvious option there when you're talking about confusing wide receiving cores and who do you start and who do you sit. Lance Moore went off last week and Colston sort of pedestrian, and you've also got the same situation like that going on with the Patriots. Wes Welker, what the heck happened to Wes Welker? Oh. He he didn't even play in. All the snaps. I think he. I think he was in. Uh, it was like thirty six of fifty six or whatever it was. 
but he was losing some time that Julian Edelman. Uh, let me ask you a question because it's almost like Akbar, Akbar phasing him out. Mentioned this on NFL Fantasy Live, one of our uh, one of our pals from the show. Patriots didn't pay Welker in the off season, so Welker's now basically in a contract season. Did they phase him out of the offense a little bit and say, "Well, hey, we're not paying you. You didn't perform this past season." And Akbar kind of thought that might be the, be the deal. And I'm thinking, whoa, if that if that's the truth, number one, I got to try to trade West Felker. <laughs> yeah. And number two, I'd hate to play for the Patriots in a contract year. Dear Lord. Well, that's the, that's the thing about New England is that, you know, how much truth is there to it? I think there Look, Akbar played in the league for a few years. I mean, he knows how, how things work. Mm-hmm. I can see the Patriots phasing him out simply because they know he's not going to be their future. After last year, after the drop in the Super Bowl, coming back, they realized we're not going to give him a lot of money. They just mm-hmm. signed Brandon Lloyd. You know, Bill Belichick wants more tight ends. How many tight ends did they try to sign in the offseason? 11, 12, 13? I think that's on the low end. Yeah, and, and so you can tell they're moving that offense away, and I think that's what Bill Belichick is seeing. Mm-hmm. Can we move this offense away from Wes Welker? They did it with Randy Moss. Remember right before they waived Randy Moss, they benched him for that game. It was a Monday night game, and I forget who they played, but they won. They had a block punt for a touchdown, and mm-hmm. they had a kick return. Mm-hmm. And they won. And I remember after the game, there were a lot of reports from people I talked to when I was on the radio um, saying that this was Belichick saying, okay, we can do it this way. We don't need Randy. And then Moss was gone, and then he was played for two other teams with the Vikings, and he's with the, the Tennessee Titans. And, it and was, did we nothing. Can, yeah, we can, we can do our offense this way now. We don't need to do it that way. Mm-hmm. So I could see that happening with Welker again. Look, they, they, didn't, look, they said it was no contract talk. It was one year, nine Boy, and a half. I tell million. you, if that's, that's the it. case, whew. that's it. I mean, he did nothing. No, I, I mean, mean he was he was just yeah. invisible statistically. He's he's on a short leash with me that if week two he again misses a full third of the snaps, he misses snaps to Julian Edelman, and he only plays in certain packages. Mm-hmm. He's somebody like CJ Two K. I go, you know what? Can I play this guy week three? Just because there's a pattern. If it's one week and they're trying to send a message to Welker or whatever it is that Belichick's trying to do, okay. And then if week two he's back and he's playing all the snaps, okay, fine. But if it's another week where we're limiting your snaps, suddenly Welker's not going to start playing 67 out of 70 snaps. Yeah. And, that, you and, have to and that's, and that's where I say, problem. okay, I got I, I mean, this is a guy who's caught 100 balls. Just about every season that he's been in New England, Sands the one that he came off of the ACL. So he had 120 last it's, year. <laughs> it's, it's troubling. It's troubling, and it's a situation to watch. But again, Jason, I think you'd agree with me when I say – you can't panic after one week. You have to see what happens. No, and especially when there's nobody out there that you can say, boy, do I cut bait on this guy to get somebody. Right. Great, great example. Last year, Cam Newton goes nuts, 400 yards in, in mm-hmm. his first game. Mm-hmm. And everybody who is in a league is saying, well, wow, it was a great first game, but I just drafted. I have my number one quarterback. I really like my backup quarterback. Am I worth waving my backup quarterback, who I like, to pick up Cam Newton, who I'm never going to play? And people laid off him. And what mm-hmm. happened? Cam Newton comes in, and he wins people fantasy championships. Yep. So if there were players like that out there, I would say, yeah, go, go absolutely. Go out, get them, make a move, don't be shy. But right now, I think it's great. If you're unsure about your team, it's a good week to be unsure because you don't have to make any big decisions to say, oh, I have to go grab this guy off the waiver wire. I have to make a move here. I got to bench this guy. You can play another week and see. And who knows what stars come up after week two? But that's what I like is that if I need help, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry that there's nothing out there. Look, the best two quarterbacks are Mark Sanchez and Blaine Gabbert. And I'm not picking up either one of them. And no. I'm not just having fun with you with Sanchez. I just, 
I don't trust Sanchez as far as I can throw him. And considering I'm 5'8 and about 162 pounds, I probably can't throw Sanchez very far. Yeah, I throw the football with you on the set. You can, yeah, pretty much 10 yards is about. And then your ball no, kind of dips a little no, bit. No, listen. I, listen, I, I got a rocket arm for, for a 5'8 Italian guy. Uh, okay. We can't throw it very far. And I, uh-huh. you know, I, I, I'm, I got small hands. Well, so do I. Those real footballs. You kind of throw it talk. like Jim Plunkett. No, Jim Plunkett would put his arms straight back, and he would kind of heave it. Heave it like that? Yeah, you have a very Jim Plunkett-esque throw. I got it in my little Bernie Kosar, like the little sidearm, too. Uh, no, you have a better spiral than Bernie Kosar. Oh, is that Your right? ball comes in pretty hot. I'll Your ball comes in hot. Kosar's kind of messes around. You go, oh, boy, what is that, is that going to fall? Oh, no, Webster Slaughter caught it. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fun talking to uh, our boy Warren Sapp here. Sapp is coming up next. Eight 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 XM Fantasy. Your phone calls as well. Eight 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 nine six three two six eight two. We'll answer all your fantasy questions. And coming up next, Warren Sapp from NFL Network will stop by. We'll talk about his old team, the Raiders, on Monday night. Pretty big fantasy questions coming out of this game for both the Raiders and the Chargers going forward. We continue on. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano from NFL Network, NFL Fantasy Live is our show here on Sirius Two Ten XM eighty seven. This is NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano from NFL Network and NFL.com. The number is 888-XM-FANTASY. Series 210, XM87. Warren Sapp will stop by in a little bit. We'll talk a little Raiders Chargers. Break down the Monday night game. Some things we said were going to happen Monday night happen. Some things we said were going to happen Monday night also didn't happen. We'll get to that. <laughs> but also, again, I said taking your calls, 888XM Fantasy. Kick things off with Chris in Maryland, who's got a trade question for us. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, so I'm in a 10 team PPR league, and uh, I was just offered a trade. Uh, I'll give you, And we have an uh, unlimited roster. So uh, my roster is Michael Vick is my quarterback, Adrian Peterson, Arian Foster, Stephen Ridley, uh, LaShore, my running backs, Akeem Nix, Greg Jennings, Marcus Colston, Antonio Brown, and Jeffrey are my uh, wide receivers. And tight ends are Tammy, Rudolph, and Fiener. And I just wanted to know if he offered me Mendenhall, Vincent Jackson, and Eli Manning for AP. Because I, you know, I'm kind of scared about Vic. What are your thoughts? Mendenhall, Vincent Jackson, and Eli for Adrian Peterson. So he offered you basically uh, a running back who's not playing yet, a wide receiver he, who had 11 targets on Sunday and caught four passes, and Eli Manning. No, turn it down. All right, I'll turn. He's trying. Yeah, what do you think? He's, he's, He's trying to make what he's trying to do is he's trying to pull the classic. I'll give you these three guys who will help you up and down your roster for this one guy. For this but one guy, he's good. He, but I'll give you these you've three got guys. Nick, you've got Jennings. You've got Colson. You got Antonio Brown. What the heck do you need Vincent Jackson for? I don't think you do. I think you're good. Your running back position is pretty stout. I mean, Adrian Peterson, who shocked the hell out of every fantasy expert from here to Kingdom Come last week. No, I said Arian I said 100 yards and two touchdowns for him. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Okay, I didn't. Please, I mean, I, I'm speechless over your over your blas- blasphemous lies. Um, no, don't make that trade. Don't yeah, make that, that trade. yeah. And you know what? I, all three of those guys. I'm not real nervous about Eli because they're going to throw the football. Eli's going to be fine. I'm nervous about Vincent Jackson, Fabs, because I, he comes in and yeah. I, I think we've seen the best of him. He got paid. 
He goes to another location. Freeman looks for him, which is great, because Freeman looked for him more than any other any other wide receiver by far. But four catches for 47 yards. And it's not like they played the 49ers. Not like they had a game against the Go Texans. Go to NFL.com slash fantasy. Go to the draft kit. And in my list of busts, you'll see Ugh, Vincent, Jackson. Vincent Jackson. I didn't like him. I, I would have drafted away. him maybe as a three. But that's about it. I didn't like him. Downgraded quarterback. Offense from high-profile Phillip Rivers. Ryan Matthews running the football, Antonio Gates to Greg Schiano running the football 25, 30 times a game. Which, if you own Doug Martin, you're happy because he got tons of he touches. Had, he had the most touches of any running back in the NFL on Sunday. He and Alfred Morris, believe it or not, led the league in touches on Sunday. And we're supposed to be able to predict this stuff successfully. <sighs> it's tough. And he's Jason involved Smith's, in the passing uh, game, too. Touches and targets column, by the way, is on NFL.com. You can check that out every Monday. Yeah, that's right. NFL.com slash fantasy targets and touches every Monday. I write a column all about who got the most attention from their quarterbacks week one, who got their most attention uh, running back wise week one as well. And uh, we had a tie there at the top for uh, uh, targets this week. Most targets at 18, Reggie Wayne. Figured 18, that one. Which is Reggie Wayne's a great play. He, you have to start him now as one of your wide receivers because they're not throwing the ball to anybody else. He could have that great matchup this year. week against the Vikings. Yeah, phenomenal matchup. And you know who he was tied with? Darren McFadden. <laughs> I thought, at one point, I thought McFadden was going to catch 30 passes uh, in, in that game. And he was going to break Brandon Marshall's record. He was unbelievable. <laughs> and he, his rushing yards were next to nothing. Yeah. He is such a talented player. Hopefully, and I said this today on NFL Fantasy Live, uh, hopefully we don't have to caveat Darren McFadden with if he stays healthy. Yeah. Hopefully that guy is out of the trainer's room and on the football field because for as long as he's playing on that gridiron, he is going to be an absolute beast for your fantasy team. Yes, and if you're in a league that gets point for that gets points for muffed snaps to the punter, you the Raiders did great are last the night. best. They are the best. Raiders team. defense and special teams. Yes, <laughs> take them and play them every week. That was embarrassing. I felt so bad for that. You know, kid. I I missed I a couple so of them because him. like I was on Twitter and then. All of this stuff came out about Jerry Lawler and Raw. Right. And I, mm-hmm. I, I, listen, one of my guilty pleasures since I've been a little kid is watching wrestling, WWE. And so I kind of went to Raw and rewound it because I wanted to see exactly what happened. And hopefully everything is okay with Jerry Lawler. But So I missed that. But then I saw it on the highlights, and I'm like, it's like Pop Warner out there. Some kid's trying to learn how to snap the football back to the punter and is not having much success. Yeah. It's back was, a blind back. He, you know, he got thrust in because their long snapper got hurt, and I felt so bad And I for think him. I saw a report that the Redskins signed a, a long snapper today. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Shanahan so now is going to do Shanahanigans with now, long snapping. Every team in the league now is going to sign a backup long snapper after what happened to the Oakland Raiders last night. Hey, you know, it's a copycat league, Fabs. They it say is. it all the time. You see something happen, they go to something else. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, NFL Network, and NFL.com here. It's NFL Fantasy Live on Series 2. 10 XM87. Kevin in Houston got a waiver question. Go ahead, Kev. I was thinking about cutting uh, Gerhardt and possibly picking up Ogletree, uh, Morris, or Hill. And I wanted to kind of know who do you guys think is the best value? Do you need a running back? Uh, it really, it depends on it depends on what you need. I mean, I, there's all kinds of leagues that I'm in where Ogletree is available and Alfred Morris is available. Yeah. And honestly, my number one waiver uh, spot is based on need at, at position. So if you need a running back, clearly it's Morris. You never know right. what's going to happen with Redskins running backs, though. I mean, Mike Shanahan has pulled the wool over our eyes a million times, as our friend Adam Rank likes to call it, Shanahan against. Uh, Shanahan said that Alfred Morris is his starting running back right now, yesterday. So hopefully that means today he's right now the starting running he back, He might not too. be. I have no idea. He might not be by the end of the show. 
I think long term, it's un, it's impossible to predict. Morris is probably the best running back off the waiver wire this week, but he could be a backup in a week or two. Who, who knows? I like Ogletree. The guy I really like is Randall Cobb. I, I just, you know, maybe I just am, am totally enthralled by what he did uh, against the 49ers, but he had nine catches on nine targets for 77 yards. If you get return yards and touchdowns from players, God, you have to get him if you didn't have him already. Yeah. Uh, Greg Jennings has got a groin, so who knows if he's going to play. Uh, so he's a guy that I like as well. But it all depends on what you need. I mean, if you're stacked at running back and you're hurting at wide receiver, then clearly your number one waiver claim is going to be Ogletree or Cobb, depending yeah, I, on your scoring system. And I, he- I hear you on Gerhardt because he was someone, Fabs, that we thought as recently as a month ago would be a great pick for the first few weeks of the season because he saw what happened when Peterson got hurt last year. He was very good out of the backfield catching passes. He was very good running the football. This guy's got a lot of talent, and I I wouldn't be surprised to see him playing somewhere else next year with a full-time gig because you can see how talented he is. But obviously, you're not getting the carries when Adrian Peterson is back healthy, and it's obvious he's healthy coming back after that torn ACL, MCL quicker than anybody in the history of mankind. (laughs) So Gerhardt's value has taken a huge dive. Was there anybody who thought he'd do anything? No. I, I, I thought. One. I thought. All right, they're going to start him. Let him carry the ball a couple of times to get that first hit out of the way. Then he'll carry the ball a couple more times in the mm-hmm. game. And instead, it was boy. Okay, uh, all day kind of looks like he did before. Okay, the, and he's in the end zone. Okay, kind of looks good. He did have a little bit of slowness uh, in terms of his burst and cutting. I think that'll come. But I'll tell you. I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, and I have not seen a running back come out of the gates after an ACL reconstruction, especially a late-season ACL reconstruction, and make the impact that Adrian Peterson has made, it'll be very interesting to see, Jason, if that continues throughout the course of the season. But you would think he's only going to get better. Right, and the other thing, too, is let's say he does kind of level off a little bit. Mm -hmm. Are are they really going to say, hey, sorry you busted your tail to come back the way you did because you want to play? Paid, you could have sat out, you could have done all these things. Thanks for doing that, but yeah, you know, we're going to kind of lighten your load a little bit, and, and Gerhardt's coming in. They're not going to do that to Adrian Peterson. Yeah, and boy, he's playing the Colts this week, too. Like, he went from, yeah. oh man, I don't know if I'm starting this guy, he's a real risk, he could be limited in his carries, they could use Gerhardt, to, yeah, yeah, to start Adrian Peterson this yeah. week. <laughs> That's the, now I mean, he's a must start. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you want to talk about flip-flopping. Every fantasy expert in the planet's flip-flopping on Adrian Peterson. You know, and, and the thing is, I, I'm, I was going back to what I thought on Sunday, what we said pre the, the game against the, the Vikings. And I remember on the show we talked about Adrian. Obviously, it was a big deal. We found that he was going to start and maybe carry the ball 15 times, just about what they gave it to him. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying, he's someone that, hearing this news, I'll put him in my flex. But if I have someone, if I'm loaded on right, my bench right. and I think, boy, can I, do I start him or do I start uh, Percy Harvin? If I, if I have a, another good wide receiver, I could put in that flex spot that can gain me more than 50 yards. That's who I would put in ahead right, of Right, right. Once know? we found out that he was yeah. starting, I said, well, okay, I mean, I, I guess I'd play him as a flex because of the position and there's not a lot of great options out there and it's Adrian Peterson. But I was throwing out, and, and th- this is this is just goes to the point of fantasy football and the NFL can be so unpredictable, is that you remember the show on Sunday, and you asked me, would you start Alfred Morris or Adrian Peterson? Yeah, and you said you and would start, and, start Peterson and, over Morris. Initially, I said Alfred Morris, <laughs> and then when we found out he was going to start, I said uh, Peterson was going to start. I said, well, I says, well, at that point, maybe that tilts the tilts the favor into Peterson's uh, into Peterson's uh, but. 
Yeah, Alfred Morris scored more fantasy points than AP. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And you, you, and he's someone you play him this week. You play Alfred, Alfred Morris? Morris this week. Don't play any other Redskins. Mean, it sounds it sounds elementary when you say, okay, here's a running back that had a big week, and you don't play the other guys. But it's Mike Shanahan. You really have no idea. But this week, play Alfred Morris. He looked tough. He ran tough. He got in the, you know, the his runs into the end zone where he was running through guys. Maybe it was adrenaline because he's a feel good story making it to the NFL. But he absolutely will start this week for the Red. I mean, who knows what happens? But he's he's got. I mean, Shanahan can't go away from him to start the game. So you know that he's got he's got Shanahan he's got can do anything the heck that he wants because he's Shanahan. Well, because they won last let's, week. If they didn't win, let's hope he doesn't he doesn't do this Shanahanigans this week because it's a great great matchup. And actually, I remember I don't know if it was last year or the year before when he pulled this with us, and I think it might have been in a game against the Rams, and it was Ryan Terrain who had a terrific uh, stat line. Let's just hope. That Alfred Morris is the starting running back and the bell cow for the Redskins this weekend because a lot of fantasy owners are going to be starting this kid. All right, speaking of starting running backs, Chargers are waiting for the return of Ryan Matthews. Mm -hmm. Could happen this week. They held him out. He said he thought he could have played, but they wanted to hold him back. That's fine. Give him some extra time to heal. And uh, no worries about Ryan Matthews coming back and anyone stepping into his shoes and splitting some time. Oh, boy, Ryan's going to come back, but he's only going to get half the carries. Uh, here, here's a pop quiz for you, Fabs. Mm-hmm. Who led the Chargers in rushing last night? You know who led the Chargers in rushing? Uh, I would I would guess it's not a running back. It is not a running back who led the Chargers in rushing. Um, boy, that's a tough one. Was it Philip Rivers? No, no, no. God, Philip Rivers had had minus two yards. Okay, so he actually had what? Uh, one less yard than, than D'Angelo, D'Angelo Williams. Williams. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes, which is unbelievable. And I'm pretty sure maybe there were a kneel downs. Maybe that was it. Malcolm <laughs> Floyd. I don't know. It's got to be it somebody was like Eddie that. Eddie Royal. Oh man, with two carries Ronnie for twelve Brown, yards. Ronnie Brown is one of the perfect examples of a running back who fell right out of the freaking fantasy radar, off the fantasy radar once he hit thirty. Yeah. Uh, he had the ACL. He had some injuries. Uh, I believe it was 2007. He was like the best running back in fantasy for half the year before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. But he just looks slow, and I don't know if he's out of shape or what the case may be, but there isn't a Chargers running back that's not named Ryan Matthews that you can play with any kind of confidence. And hopefully, as someone who loved Ryan Matthews in the preseason and someone who owns Ryan Matthews in a league, he's back this week because other than that, they have Zippo in that backfield. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of tough to say, all right, we're going to make a play here. All the emails I got yesterday, do I play Ronnie Brown tonight? Do I play, uh, you know, do I play Curtis Brinkley tonight? Do I play Mike Goodson tonight? And I'm saying, what kind of league are you in where you're playing these guys on Monday night there in the are, first week of the season? What kind of league is that? There are some leagues that you have to, listen, I, I, I was in a league that's uh, it's a 12-team league and the rosters are pretty good size and... I lost by less than one point to oh. to Hank to Henry Hutchins, our uh, our homepage editor, and I started Greg Little because I didn't have oh. anyone else to play. Oh, Greg Little! And you know how many catches he had? Close your eyes. What do you see? <laughs> Same as you. <laughs> if he catches one stinking pass, yeah. I win. One pass. But everything balances out in our NFL celebrity league that I share a team with Adam Richmond. Um, I beat Molly Burnett from Days of Our Lives by just over a point. So it all evens out. Yeah, and I like it all evens out in the experts league. I played Adam Rank this week, mm-hmm. and I and and going into the game yesterday, I was beating him by like thirty points. 
And uh, I said, ah, Rank, I kind of got you this week. And I like Rank did the old, well, I don't know how much attention I'm going to spend uh, and pen on this. I don't know. Oh, really? Really? You're not going to spend Suddenly now you're not going to spend attention because you're getting spanked like this. It was kind of funny. I'm in a lot of leagues. I don't know how much attention I can spend on that. It was kind of funny. That's Rank, though. Right? Yeah. I, Ranker, I think, had a bad week in yeah. fantasy. And uh, beating uh, J.B. Maggio in our Experts League, also on the show with us, NFL Fantasy mm-hmm. Live. So I was pretty happy going two for two in, in week one. Yeah. Because I, 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 I didn't get on come to NFL Network until after the season started last, last year. season. So I couldn't really get in on any team. So yep. I was excited and stoked to get yeah, in on these two this year. Six and two this week. So um, hopefully we can keep that up. And I lost one game by a point. Well, that's okay. That's all right. You'll forget about it. I used to think those games would not me forever. Games I lose Week by a one. point or certain things, but you forget about them. There's there, there's some fantasy playoff games and, and games for championships that I've lost that's still not my gut. Oh, championship games, oh. yeah. But regular season, you kind of forget. Yes. Except the one time, I this, this is the only time I remember a regular season game painful loss, is I remember the team we were playing against had zero running backs. Mm-hmm. So they played Obafemi Ion Bedejo. <laughs> okay, the first Ion Badejo. Okay. All right, they played. This is like in 1998. Okay. The guy had never had a touchdown in his career. Okay. And he finished his career with one touchdown. And it was that His game. one touchdown was that week, six points, and I got beat by four. And the I still remember gods, the one week, he, the one touchdown he had in his life. The fantasy gods were not looking down on you favorably, my friend. Oh, unreal. That happens. All right, 888-XM-FANTASY, 888-XM-FANTASY. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano from NFL Network coming up. We'll keep answering your questions as far as fantasy goes. We're also going to get into some three and outs, some big questions coming your way involving quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers from week one to week two. We're going to get to that as well. And also, we are fast on the case of Warren Sapp to stop by. Judge Sapp to stop by and give us some judgments on week one plus in fantasy series 210 xm87 NFL Fantasy Live brings you all the access and information from the NFL Network right to your radio on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Sirius 210 XM 87, Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano from NFL Network and NFL.com here taking you through the next hour plus here on the show. We're talking waiver wire. We're talking all the big news stories. And joining us now is Judge Sapp, Warren Sapp from NFL Network stopping by our two-time Fantasy expert league champion and Fabs. I know you tell me when Sa- you tell me. You know Saps won twice, and I could tell in your eyes. In your eyes, you have a lot of admiration for this guy. Sap beat me the first year that we that I started this league in the championship, and. You know what, Warren? Every time in the regular season we play each other, I beat you, and then when I get into the playoffs and play them, I get whipped. So I I, I bow down to you, champ, two times in a row. I thank you very much, Mr. Fabiano, <laughs> NFL and guru at the NFL Network, and you know, I, I, I spend a lot of tips so from him off his timeline. He don't know it, but I do. <laughs> well, that's what we that's what we say about Fab's uh, uh, sap is that in in the regular season he's fine, but when the playoffs come, he doesn't have that next level, doesn't have that next gear. Oh, I got that next level. It's not my fault. He don't know his way through the playoffs. It's not my fault. <laughs> I got the level, but Sap always knocks me down. Yeah, you're you're like my fantasy championship kryptonite, Sap. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you very much. Thank you very hey, much. 
one thing fantasy-wise is that no one ever thought, regardless, that Adrian Peterson would have the day he had on Sunday. And what he did, Warren, to come in and have that day and run well and, and score twice and be able to carry the load after having that surgery in, in, in late December, early January. I mean, what what'd you make of what he did on Sunday? It was mind-blowing. It was absolutely mind-blowing because, you know, at one point that was an injury that would take you out. You know, they thought about your career being gone. Now he's back after week. 16, 17, he's blowing me out. And then he give me two points, and then I almost get 100 yards on 17. I was like, uh-uh, that's all right, but that's why we call him all day. <laughs> Are you worried at all about him staying healthy the rest of the way, or did he look like he was back and everything is behind him? You know what? With the great medical people we have around the NFL, I really doubt they would put him out there if he was in any danger of hurting himself. And with eight. 84 yards and two touchdowns. Looked like he was helping his ball to the club to me. <laughs> Warren, let's talk about another player coming off of an injury, albeit maybe not as serious from a football perspective, and that's Peyton Manning, who you know some people were worried about a little bit. He's 36, coming off of multiple neck surgeries, and had what looked to be on paper a tough matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Peyton Manning didn't look like he missed a beat. Do you expect us to see the same elite Peyton Manning in fantasy that we've seen for most of his career? You know what, Kurt Warren, you know, made an excellent point that, you know, the man thrives on being Peyton Manning and <laughs> look like Peyton Manning. <laughs> it's pretty yeah, scary that the man convinced, oh, yeah, have four searches and come back and look like he just stepped out on the football field, just changed uniform. It was amazing. That was great to see, too. <laughs> Did you think that... Uh... As the season goes on, we're going to see him throwing the ball downfield more because that's the one question: is you know how far can he throw? He had that big long touchdown, but that was mainly Demarius Thomas. Yeah, yeah, I'm not really worried about it because the weapons he have around him. I mean, he's always been a guy to throw guys open, and the speed of Decker and Demarius Thomas as strong as he is and complete game he has, it's going to be tough to stop this offense. It's just tough. Yeah, you know, Warren, uh, switching gears over to Tennessee, and we'll talk about the Titans. Honestly, man, I mean, you're a straight shooter. You tell people like it is. What the heck's going on with Chris Johnson? You know what? That was a tough matchup. And especially whenever you're talking about a matchup where Bill Belichick has your rookie, well, he's not a rookie, second year, but his first start. You know, when your first start is against Bill Belichick and the four guys before that have gone on for, it's a difficult task. And especially with the revamping of defense that Bill Belichick did, I mean, they put a, they put a, they put a button on Chris. I mean, the first things first for a young quarterback, take away the running game. <laughs> so you think you you think Chris Johnson's going to rebound and bounce yes. back and fantasy yes, owners shouldn't do. worry about yes, it? Yes, I okay. do. Yes, I do. I think Chris Johnson's going to have him in an excellent year. I'm talking about 1,500 plus yards. Warren Sapp with us, Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano, NFL Fantasy Live and NFL.com here on Sirius 210, XM87. Let's talk a little about your fantasy team here, Sapp, for a second. Jay Collins, your quarterback, had a pretty nice week one for you there. I, you, I think you should give him a shout-out and say thank you. I think he did it for you. One time for Jay Cutler, you know the old Vanderbilt uh, guy, player of the year, rookie. I mean, he just did a great job, 333 yards, two touchdown passes for the Fighting 99s, the two-time defending champs. I needed him because, you know, Lindsey Rose had Cam Newton on the other side, and the Bucks did a good job, but Cam still had 12 and a half points. So, you know, it was a tough fight for me, you know, especially with Maxwell and Campbell's right now. You know, Freddie Jackson's not ready to roll, and Stephen Jackson looking like Freddie Jackson up there in Detroit. I mean, I, I was going on. <laughs> hey, 
Hey, you think Cutler can have as big a week against the Packers uh, on Thursday? You know what? I think it's going to be a shootout. Because neither one of these defenses are ready to, to stop either one of these offenses that will line up on the field. I know the Bears normally have the Packers number because they cover two and it makes you be patient, but I don't see them. I think it's going to be a shootout. Both quarterbacks throwing around and all over the yard, and it's going to be exciting. So I'm starting Jay Cutler. Believe that. <laughs> Warren, what did you see, talking uh, about the Patriots again, with that pass attack and the absence of Wes Welker as a prominent option for Tom Brady? He had, what, 36 yards in that contest? It it was minimal. Was this just a one-week thing? Or are the Patriots throwing the ball to those tight ends exclusively and phasing Welker out of the offense? Listen, I expect Welker and Bradman Lord to show up <laughs> because they get you worried about these tight ends and then you're like, well, I'm worried about the outside receivers and then they come alive. I mean, that's the beauty of Belichick and the beauty of Tom Brady. You can never take one thing away from a great quarterback and, and handicap. He's going to find another way to move the ball up and down the field. and He did another good job Sunday. Hey, Warren, let, let, let's finish up here with one of your former teams, the Raiders, last night. They fall on the short end of the stick, 22-14. I, th- oh. I thought you were gonna go. I thought you were gonna go long snap for them, like midway midway through the game. I said Sap's got to be in you uniform know, somewhere. I know he can snap. To the to the on the air. I was a little worried about him because that's the best three players on the field. John Cardo, you know, Keith uh my man. Let without those three, it's a bunch that can go wrong, man. But you know what? I'm glad to see it took 14 minutes for the first penalty to be thrown against the Raiders. Hey, Carson threw the ball 46 times on Monday. You think he's going to be throwing the ball 46 times a game this year? Listen, man, this is the way of the new NFL. We, you, don't, you, you get your two running backs to split 25 carries and a quarterback that can swing it 45 times, let's go play a football game. I mean, I, I, I was looking around for all the receivers, but it looked like they were a little short on the receiver end. And they get Warren. some people out of the training room, and then they'll be ready to roll. But I don't expect nobody in the NFL to change from throwing the ball around. Warren, hey, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're always uh, one of our favorite guests here on NFL Fantasy Live, Sirius 210XM87. And uh, I know I'll be seeing you around the office this week, so safe travels back out to L.A. I love you, man, and thank you again. We are one and oh. The defending, two-time defending champion, ready for his three-peat. Look out. <laughs> Thanks, Warren. I appreciate it. Take it easy, man. Take care, hey, man. Unless he winds up long-snapping for the Raiders. I think he could still do that. I, th- I think that could still actually happen. Fast. i tell you one thing. He couldn't have done a worse job than the Raiders' backup long-snapper did oh, that was in awful. that Monday night contest. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, that was just – I felt bad, but it was laughable. You know, you know, one thing, though, let's talk one positive thing about the Raiders here, is that we were told last week, we, we talked to Darren McFadden on NFL Fantasy Live, and I said, hey, who's a, who's a wide receiver you're excited about on the team? He said Rod Streeter. And he said he? Rod Streeter. And it was kind of surprising because, obviously, Darius hayward Bay, Denarius Moore getting a lot of attention, even Jacoby Ford, who didn't even catch a pass last night. But Rod Streeter had 10 targets last night. Number one targeted wide receiver by Carson Palmer. Mm-hmm. Did have that touchdown late. It was an oh-by-the-way touchdown, it but was. that's okay. It still counts. Yeah, Doesn't, it does. You still get those sure. points for fantasy. It, Rod Streeter, someone that, that's interesting just because of the attention Well, they are got. playing the Dolphins this week, and it all depends on what happens with Denarius Moore. It seemed like he was close to coming back. And you've also got Jacoby Ford, who's injured, too. So it sort of yeah. depends on what happens with the depth chart. 
I think Streeter, if you're in a deep league, I mean, absolutely, this is a guy that you go out and grab only because when you're talking about deep league waiver wire options, there are not going to be a lot of them. We're talking about 10- and 12-team leagues, Jason, and there are not a lot of options. So I think he's worth a look in those leagues, but do I expect him to come out and uh, be the next Anquan Bolden, uh, you know, a guy who's a rookie wide receiver who is just enormous and puts up tremendous numbers? No. And I still think the wide receiver to own there is Denarius Moore. And until Darius Hayward Bay does something on a consistent basis to change my mind, I still think Moore is going to be the guy. He's hurt right now. Once he gets healthy, he's a playmaker. All right, now let's get to the Chargers real quick. I was glad that Malcolm Floyd came through last night because he was someone we were very high, and I was high on him it's last week. It's funny how those trends happen, right, Chase? Yeah. It's like one guy, even though he, he doesn't do much against 30 other teams, he's got that one team that he always <laughs> beats up, and Malcolm Floyd does just damage to the Raiders every time they play against each other. Yeah, 66 yards and a touchdown last night. We recommended him as a big start, and I felt I felt like everything was hinging for me on Malcolm, Malcolm Floyd. I'm like, all right, if Malcolm Floyd comes through, I have a good week recommending people, and I, I feel good. If Malcolm Floyd doesn't come through, I'll feel bad. But he came through, so I feel pretty good about the week. Yeah, and he was in my sleepers uh, in Stardom and Sidham at wide receiver, so it, it definitely panned out, and that's why we follow the trends, my friend. Sometimes they don't work, but in the case of Malcolm Floyd, it did. All right, and you can follow us coming up next. It's the Fantasy Cantina. Anything goes. I can't wait. XM Fantasy 888. XM Fantasy, your questions. We'll get to some three and out topics and give you everything you need to know for Fantasy Dominance Week 2. Jason Smith, Michael Fabiano here on Sirius 210, XM 87. If you like the NFL, you're going to like NFL Fantasy Live on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 